welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR topics that is making the headlines. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined again by Jade Burke, editor of My Grapevine. Happy New Year to you, Jade. It's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. And I'm very much looking forward to this discussion on such an important topic this week. Agreed. I think this would be a really nice uh, topic for us to explore today. So, you know, January usually is a struggle for many employees as they return to work after the Christmas period. It's also winter. There isn't very much natural daylight. It's cold. Some people may be feeling a bit spent out after Christmas and kind of waiting for the next payday. So this could also have an impact on how people are feeling. You know, that coupled with the fact that England is currently in lockdown 3.0 and, you know, some employees may continue to work from home while those that aren't able to do so will have to go into their place of work. And this could mean that staff are struggling even more so. In light of the coronavirus crisis, there have also been other issues that employees may be concerned about, for example, job security, finances, homeschooling, childcare, and even the health and well-being of themselves, but also loved ones. And with that being the case, it's really crucial that employers and HR are properly supporting employee well-being in various different ways throughout this prolonged period of lockdown and beyond. In fact, in a previous and recent interview with HR Grapevine, Dr. Nick Taylor, CEO and co-founder of Unmind, explained that employers must consider how they can counter the negative impacts of lockdown on mental health, physically, psychologically and socially. And this, he said, means equipping staff with the information and resources to look after their mental health, but also finding time to check in on employees and having opportunities for remote team building, social activities, um, but also looking after physical well-being too. And he finished off by saying to me, as with the first two lockdowns, employers have an important role to play in creating a sense of routine, ensuring that employees have a healthy work-life balance and are coping both in and outside of work. In a poll of 4,000 office workers across the UK, USA, Singapore and the UAE, EachNet International found that three quarters of people said that performance and productivity suffered due to the mental health pressures of the pandemic. And with England currently situated in a prolonged lockdown period, it is crucial that employers and HR continue to support staff wherever they are working so that it doesn't threaten productivity, morale or engagement. And while there is clearly a moral obligation to support staff, what legal requirements do employers have to support employee well-being, particularly when staff are working from home, Jade? I think this is a really interesting point to bring up because obviously we're in another lockdown from the previous lockdowns that have occurred earlier last year. I think it's important to obviously highlight how employers can actually support employees' well-being in this way. But according to Howard Hymanson, he's a partner and head of employment at Harbottle and Lewis. He explained to me that, in fact, employers are only under an obligation to take reasonable steps to provide a safe workplace and a safe system of work. However, he points out while speaking to me that the question is, what may be said to be reasonable steps given the very challenging environment we have all been thrust into? 
So while these circumstances that employees find themselves in now currently are, of course, unprecedented, I guess no one could predict that remote work would still be continuing after a year on, I'm sure. Employers should perhaps consider how they can best support employees in line with this, as staff members are working about the physical presence and support of their colleagues. Due to this, Hyman Anson explained to me, the situation arguably imposes a high obligation on employers to be vigilant regarding the mental well-being of their workforce. He went on to tell me that, given the new world over, all employers should not be waiting for issues to emerge before adopting active measures to avoid mental health declining. Ensure all employers, whatever their shape and size, should now be taking extra care in the manner in which they are treating their workers, even those who may be subject to inaction as a result of being furloughed. So I think this certainly provides us some food for thought here, particularly for employers in light of this when it comes to employee well-being. Yes, and just as Hymanson said, you know, in short, employers, whatever their shape or size, should be taking extra care. And we've definitely seen a couple of examples or initiatives that employers have rolled out recently to support well-being in the current lockdown. Jay, do you want to talk us through some of the things that you've seen out there? Yeah, most definitely. And like you say, so if there's a a varied amount out there that I've come across. So, for example, earlier this week, we covered a new initiative rolled out by hair product manufacturer GHD, and they've labelled it as something called Walk and Talk, where employees are encouraged to take time out to focus on their mental health and be kind to themselves, as worded by the firm on LinkedIn, where they shared the news. This means that staff can invite a colleague to take part in a phone call, where they can then have an open conversation about anything, whether it's work, lockdown, life, parenting at home, anything they like. And commenting on the new scheme um, on LinkedIn, Kate Byrne, the Global People Director for GHD said, a fantastic initiative, walk and talk. Great to hear so many of the team at GHD taking the time to leave their house for a little exercise whilst catching up with a colleague. And in addition to this, the retail brand River Island has also outlined its own plans to support employee wellbeing. The firm shared, again, also on LinkedIn, that over the next few weeks, it has a variety of activities planned to help every member of staff get through lockdown 3.0. This includes workshops, power hours, self-care and meditation sessions, as well as games, competitions and sessions from its mini islanders to give those working parents who are homeschooling a much needed break. And following that news, Caroline Massingham, the Chief People Officer at River Island, said on the post, super proud of the team, an amazing and inspiring piece of work, pulling all of the activity together, never more needed. We are connected, united. We are River Island. And then elsewhere, this is a piece of news we also covered again on HR Grapevine this month. Murphy Group has revealed it is taking the well-being of its workers into its own hands by rolling out rapid antigen testing at its sites, depots and offices across the country in order to keep staff safe during the pandemic. So that obviously covers those working within offices and, of course, on sites. Commenting on the move, Dawn Moore, the Group People Director of Murphy Group, told us that actually developing an environment where the safety and well-being of staff is maintained at all times is hugely important to the company. So I think it's fair to say from these various initiatives that we have seen crop up, employee wellbeing is definitely a focal point for HR and employers as we all try and get through this third lockdown. 
Yes, absolutely. And, you know, Jade has shared various different examples of things that employers have rolled out recently. But obviously, given that we've been in and had the experience of being in in various lockdowns before amid the uh, coronavirus crisis, employers and HR can definitely draw on some of the methods and approaches that they have adopted in the past. So I'm just going to share a couple of things that we've seen in the last year that employers and HR have rolled out to support employee well-being throughout the pandemic. Around August time last year, Carl Simons, who is the Chief Health, Safety and Wellbeing Officer at Thames Water, explained to HR Grapevine that they introduced a randomised virtual seating plan across his team. And the concept of this is to see who you are sat next to over the coming fortnight uh, in this virtual seating plan and arrange a 15 minute virtual coffee and catch up with those at either side. So obviously you may not know who you're going to be sat next to. So there's the opportunity to have social interaction with different colleagues in your team and also just to have a bit of breathing space as well. So I think that definitely helps to boost morale and uh, mental well-being as well. In a 2020 interview with Wired, Nick Etock, who is a CEO at a firm called Intelliflow, said that the firm developed a new initiative called Walkie Talkies, the aim of which was to get people kind of out of their homes and out into the fresh air during the working day. And encouraging people to perhaps partake in meetings while out and about walking could be a good way to maintain physical and mental well-being at the same time. In addition to this, the consumer delivery firm Herms UK rolled out various different initiatives to support staff, including the introduction of 72 volunteers mental health ambassadors. So these team members are actually equipped with the tools, skills and confidence to listen and talk to someone who may be in need of support. But in addition to this, they also launched an online wellbeing hub as a social space where employees could find advice, support and also share their own experiences and personal stories with one another. Switching off and separating personal and professional duties has been quite difficult for people, particularly if they have been working from home in light of the pandemic. So to prevent stress and burnout, last year Indeed gave 10,000 staff members an additional six days of paid annual leave last year. And at the time, Helen Durkin, who is employer brand manager Indeed, said at Indeed, we felt it was important that our employees could take a moment to focus on their personal lives. While our benefits exist to attract, engage and retain talent, they also play an important role in allowing us to rest and recharge. There are huge benefits to taking off time from improved physical and mental health to feeling more energised and as a result being more productive. This is why Indeedians, which is what Indeed employees are referred to as, are also encouraged to use open paid time off. Just the last example, the tech giant Google announced last year that it would reimburse staff up to £814 to pay for equipment to help them work from home. This was reported by CNN last year. And whether this was to spend it on a proper chair or perhaps a proper desk, the move was likely to have had a positive impact on physical well-being because, you know, people had a more comfortable home environment, but also financial well-being because staff were then worrying about how they could afford to buy all of the equipment that they needed to help them work comfortably. So there are definitely lots of different examples and initiatives out there, both that have been introduced in lockdown 3.0, but also from the previous lockdowns and experiences that we've had throughout the coronavirus crisis. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. Whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com.